I had to get this episode into your hands early because I wanted to set the stage for the work that we're doing at the Luminary Leadership Company and really what we're doing or intending to do with each and every one of you who's listening in. We exist to change how things are being done, most specifically in the world of entrepreneurship and small business and with how we're raising up our kiddos. So we don't want to just help you build an empire. We want you to see that your empire, the wealth, the freedom, the fulfillment, the purpose, you know, the presence, all the things that you want so deeply that exist in your next level, that follows your leadership evolution, not the other way around. You're not going to be granted the level of leadership you want just based on a position alone. So we're flipping things on its head. And what I love about today's episode is that it's going to serve you no matter where you are in your process. Speaking on the world's biggest stages, cool, this is totally for you. Dreaming of breaking into your next level of financial success, this is how you're going to get there. Signing copies of your bestseller to a line of people out the door, raving fans, guaranteed you need this. And trying to navigate providing for your family as a small business owner without missing out on the special moments, I've got you. I'm breaking down a four-part framework that I've developed out of initially my own necessity and then ultimately to serve my clients. And it's not only going to help you, but you can use this at home with your kids, in your teams, with whomever you seek to elevate your clients. This is my bars framework. And with it, you'll be in on a secret that very few entrepreneurs are ever privy to. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. Okay, so how often do you feel any of these things? I want to break through to my next level. I'm ready to earn more money. I want more time freedom. I want to feel more confident in my decision making and more clarity around what I should be doing with my time. How do I find people who are going to show up and support my business as much as I do? Or I want to break into my next six or seven figures. But you're the bottleneck of your business. Things feel really complicated. You feel pulled to work and to family at the same time. And you're wondering if freedom is really attainable because you always have to be launching or creating or in this feast or famine type of business and you're tired of investing in the next thing and, and not getting the results you want or thinking you should be further along or comparing yourself to other people or feeling like an imposter, not feeling fulfilled. That's simply because we do things painfully out of order, right? We're taught to fake it till we make it. We live in this social media era where we're supposed to create this persona, Sometimes it's under the guise of creating a personal brand, right? We say that sometimes, but it isn't us. 
And we give the illusion that it is because it's what we think people want to see or hear. And we hustle and we grind and we study and we learn and we buy the next thing. But if you have ever said, I just, I just need to do X. Like once I finally do X, I'll be able to do Y or some version of that sentiment. I just have to get to this point and it'll feel better. I just have to get here and I'll have more time. If I just get through this stage of my business, I can be more present with my kids. It's time to change how you operate personally and in your business for good. So get out a notebook and let me walk you through this process. When we look at achievement, how often is this our go-to? Ready? Figure out what we need to do and then get to work. Work hard and then work harder until we accomplish a thing. Or if we're even a little bit more evolved in the growth process, it's cast the vision for what we want to achieve, set the goal of how we're going to get there, and then do the work necessary to make it happen. That's where most people or entrepreneurs, they live for their entire journey. And it's why so many entrepreneurs are feeling burned by the process. They are tired. They are frustrated. They have to keep up appearances when things are actually falling apart behind the scenes. And we've seen this even with insanely successful, high-level business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers. It's also why the wins that they achieve along the way, because you can definitely have wins, they don't last or they don't feel good or they're fleeting, right? How often do you hit a goal and then move right on to the next thing and wonder why that achievement that you wanted so badly didn't actually fill you up? Well, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to teach you how to fix it. I came up with this bars framework a few years ago after mentoring many of my clients through big business wins, but then seeing one of a few things happen after the fact. They'd accomplished something that they had even on their vision board, like a big thing, but they didn't feel fulfilled by it. Or they moved right on to the next thing and set the next goal. Or it would be this spike in growth, but not evidence of ongoing growth. It would just be a temporary win. Or they'd get burnt out afterwards. Or they couldn't sustain the momentum. Or they'd feel like an imposter, like they'd hit this goal and then be like, this is fake. This isn't like, I didn't actually do this. This isn't real because there are other categories of my life that aren't up to this caliber of this particular win. And I didn't want my clients to have the wins without the joy or the purpose behind it. And I wanted to help them for the long haul. So the first step is one you likely know, but you don't necessarily embody at the level that I'm talking about in this particular moment. Some do, but most don't. And it's believe. So don't write me off. I promise you, this isn't pie in the sky stuff. I know you're ambitious. I know you have the vision. I know you have the goals and the work ethic, but I'm talking like at a cellular level, your unconscious self, does it believe in possibility? If you need to pause for a moment and really sit with the question, then do it. Because until the answer is this astounding yes, you're going to grind your way to your wins, but they will never be what you want them to be. And you won't be able to hold on to them anyway. There is such a big difference between saying you believe in something and living that belief. And the difference, although it's seemingly small, dictates the outcome. It dictates what happens next. Belief is so, so critical, but it can't just be a thought belief. It can't just be, I believe I'm going to accomplish this. It can't just be writing in your journal like it already happened. I am a eight-figure earner. I'm talking you embody it. It is a piece of you. At a core level, you truly do believe in what you are working towards. 
right? So without it, you can do the next step that I'll break down in a second, the next piece of the framework, but it's only going to get you so far. So what is the how here in this category? What is the how? It's tapping into that inner knowing, right? So for me, that process looks like coming back to that vision, connecting with that vision, looking at all the evidence of the ways that I've worked as far and gotten as far as I have up to this point and using that as leverage to know what is yet to come and to make room for failure and to make room for mistakes and not to paint those as the end of the road or a broken piece of the process, but as a part of the process. Because when you open the door to the fact that those things will happen naturally as you pursue greatness, as you pursue that calling, all of a sudden it doesn't become a knock on your belief, right? If you encounter a mistake or if you happen to experience a failure, it's not evidence of why you won't succeed. It's like, okay, this is par for the course in pursuit of what's next. And then secondarily, I like to really sit and try and differentiate between my ego and my intuition. Because to me, my intuition is what God has given me, right? It's my uh, my purpose. It's what's etched on my soul. It's not really up for debate. It's not something that I've crafted in my brain. It's just, it is. It's just who I am. It's what I'm called to do. But my ego likes to come up with all, I'm an idea person. I mean, I'm a type three on the Enneagram. I could come up, I have notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks of ideas. There's no end in sight. But Those are my brain at work based on what I've learned and studied and researched and seen. But my intuition, my knowing, my gut, my God, it is not something that I've manufactured. And the way that I can differentiate the two is when I sit in a moment of stillness and whether it be meditation or prayer, whatever it might be, and I start asking the questions of what am I being called to? What is next for me? What what do I actually believe? I find that the things that come from my ego are a little disjointed. They're kind of fast. It's like a thought unfolding versus the intuition side of me. It's almost like a direct download. Like I get all the information right at once. It's just, it's already there and it's still and calm and confident and not indecisive. It's clear. And that's how I tap into that belief. So that's the foundational piece of the framework. But the secondary piece is achievement, achieve, just basically doing what's required to hit the goal. And and we're all very capable of that. Most of us stop here, though, and that's good enough because we can hit goals, have really good launches, employ great people, make good money, make great money in achievement. I know people who make millions of dollars that are trapped in achievement, but we don't ever tap into the full glory of what's possible when we stop here which is why so few people ever experience the full possibility for themselves. Achieve is simple. It's get to work, do what's necessary to make the things happen. If I sell X amount of this offer, I make my multi-million dollar goal. If I pitch enough publications, I eventually get that feature. If I brand and rebrand and listen to my audience and, you know, I eventually hit the nail on the head and grow the following. But success isn't attained from achievement alone, but that's the misconception. People live in this category forever. You are likely very capable here in achievement. You want to launch a podcast, you do the research, you find the best approach, you do the marketing, you create the content, host the interviews, get the feedback, and maybe even do it really well. You've achieved that. You achieve whatever numbers you're pushing for. So what's wrong with that? Can't you just keep up leveling the goals and keep going to the next level of achievement and continue to chip away at the success you want to actually achieve? No, because we're not separate from our wins. 
What happens when we achieve in our business, but don't dedicate the time to growing ourselves in leadership, we cap our potential. And the scary part is that we likely won't notice it because we're seeing wins and that masks the underlying problem. So some of the symptoms of this, if you're trapped in this category, I like to to diagnose it, right? So that you can say, oh, I'm experiencing those symptoms. Maybe I'm trapped here, right? So you can run this little diagnostic on your own reality and on yourself. So here are some of the symptoms. Not feeling gratitude or joy when you achieve a goal or feeling your worth tied up in achievement or productivity, right? You're uncomfortable with white space, downtime, stillness, doing work that doesn't directly move the needle because it doesn't feel productive. Feeling burnt out, constantly creating, launching, planning for launches, experiencing these peaks and valleys, but the valleys aren't getting any higher, right? With time, they're just, you're just kind of going, you're on a roller coaster. It's like sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. You have this lack of clarity, lack of confidence in your decisions. You can have tons of success based on the metrics and still lack confidence, still experience imposter syndrome, still feel like you're trapped in the weeds of your business, still feel pulled between your business and your family, right? Another final symptom I'll share is you're uncomfortable with taking time off. And it's either because your business will fall apart if you do, because you haven't built a strong enough business model and you're still trading time for money, or because that's what defines you. And taking time off would disrupt that. So what's the how here? The how in the achieve category and how to start breaking out of it is to tap into what you know and create more of that. Turn off the metrics for a minute. Turn off the numbers and the details and just do. This is going to be hard for my planners. This is going to be hard for those of us who want to get it all right before we put it out. But sometimes we get so stuck in looking at how is this performing If I do this, will I get that validation metric to show me that it's right? Instead of just going inward and saying, what is right? What am I called to do? What am I, what is on my heart? What do I know that I can bring into the world that is powerful and and life-giving and difference-making? And instead we say, well, I put this piece of content out there and it didn't get a response, so I'm just going to shut that down. Just go change the world and do that for a week and see what happens. You will start to understand what is available to you beyond just achievement. You will start to have your GPS recalibrate and take you to where you're ultimately called to go, where you don't feel those symptoms, where you break free of those symptoms. And we don't just slap a Band-Aid on them. We're getting to the root cause and we're eliminating them. We're transforming you, right? Only after you do that first part, Are you allowed to look at competition or do a competitive analysis or see what other people are doing or what's connecting for their audience? Because if you do that in the beginning or or look at your metrics and, and run all your reports, because if you do that stuff in the beginning, that starts to influence your actions and your behaviors because you're looking for those pieces of validation instead of going inward and creating from within. So what is the next step in the process that people often fail to get to? Okay, so the R in the BARS framework is receive. Receiving is becoming the version of yourself that's able to enter seamlessly into an accomplishment with a sense of fulfillment and alignment and clarity and positive energy. Receiving is the version of you that's actually prepared and ready to open the door to the opportunities you say you want. When you live in achievement, when you push for the next thing, when you hope for that next 
accomplishment, but you haven't taken the time to elevate yourself into this receive piece of the framework, those opportunities come and go because you're not ready for them, right? And that's why I said in the beginning that this is for anybody and everybody, no matter what point in the process they're at. You can be at any level of success. And unless you're coming to the end of your road, there's opportunity for you to grow, for you to receive what's next for you. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but you'd be surprised But how many people are so uncomfortable with it. This is something that can't be manufactured, right? Achievement can be manufactured. You can put the project plan together and you can put the task list and you can hire the people and you can do the work. But these are shoes you have to grow into. And it's not going to come from just writing affirmations on your mirror, okay? This is bigger than that. This requires you to unearth what's holding you back, what's allowing you to close out the opportunities you want to come into your world. Where is your ego taking over instead of your intuition? Where are you being swayed by your environment versus swaying your environment, right? Maybe what you need is therapy. Maybe what you need is a coach. Maybe it's a tight-knit community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are going to hold up the mirror for you. If you've read The Big Leap, in it he talks about your upper limit problems. This becomes an upper limit problem if you haven't tapped into this. How are you self-sabotaging without even knowing it? How are you closing doors before they even have the chance to open because you are not open? You are not ready. It also comes down to a willingness to stop and ask the right self-reflection questions that are going to help you evolve, right? Why do I feel this way? Why do I think that way? Is it even true? Where does that come from, right? Does that come from something in my past that I need to address head on so I can just eliminate this issue? How could I do better? What is my role in this taking ownership? Where am I falling short? And what do I actually want this to look like? Always keeping eyes on the vision. So symptoms of growing to this level, you're going to notice a lot of the negative symptoms of being stuck in achievement are being alleviated and replaced with positive ones. You naturally, not forcibly, but naturally celebrate your wins. You don't have to put it on the calendar to be like, oh, once we launch this, I'm going to celebrate. It just happens because you're proud of the work you're doing. You know you're in alignment with your purpose and you're just going. You take time off. You take time off without fear. It's actually one of the main things you prioritize first when you're planning out your next few years. You're present wherever you are in that moment. You feel fulfilled in your work. You are not overly stressed from what you do. You're calm in those stressful situations when they do arise because you're human and they will, but they don't, they don't tank you. You can see the path forward. You see challenges as opportunities for growth and you're in alignment with what you're called to do and you're not swayed by external forces, right? Not by what you see your competitors doing, not by what your family says, not by what your peers tell you. You're creating your environment. You're influencing your environment. And when you elevate from this head down, work until you get it, to this receive level, doors start opening literally almost faster than you can keep up with, right? In the achieve level, it's all on you. You make it happen. You calculate, you create, you get to work. In the receive level, it's drawn to you because of who you become. I experienced this when we made the shift from our previous business model in our previous podcast of Scaling Up, which was doing incredibly well. And I finally started to tap into where I was being led. 
what I was being called to. And it wasn't in alignment fully with what I was already doing. And it was really scary to think about pivoting and changing gears because it was working, right? Sometimes it's not about opportunities aren't coming your way. Sometimes the temptation is that opportunities are coming your way, but they're the wrong ones. And I was kind of stuck in this achievement because it was working. The money was coming. The people were coming. The, the transformations were coming. But I could just tell when I tapped into that intuition that I was leaning it more into my ego than my intuition and it wasn't right. So there came a day where I was in prayer and I just asked God, okay, what is it? Like, what the heck do you have for me? And just reveal it. I'm in. I'm not going to question you. I hope it's not too crazy, but just tell me. And it became very clear close the podcast down, start the new one, lean into the Luminary Leadership Company. You're going to elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders because the world needs leadership. And you're going to help them do it in a way that they are doing work that really actually matters, that they are purpose-driven to, and they're not doing it at the expense of what matters most. And it was like a direct download. I'm like, all right, I guess we're doing this thing. And as soon as I made that commitment, before I even put it out public facing, I hadn't talked about it online yet. We hadn't fully launched. We hadn't put the podcast out. I hadn't hinted at it yet. All of a sudden, I elevated myself into this level, right? I hadn't announced it to the world. I hadn't say, hey, world, I'm in part three of the four-part framework. I'm in receive. Come on, opportunities. I'm ready for you. It was just my stature changed. Like everything, my posture, my everything changed because I chose to consciously step into this receive level. And it was mind-blowing. The opportunities, the connections I was getting were connections and opportunities I've literally never gotten in my entire life. People that I was pitching for years and being ignored by were all of a sudden asking me for help, right? Companies that wanted to collaborate with me, like world-class companies, global companies that never knew who I was, all of a sudden somehow heard about me. And these opportunities were just coming rapid fire. And it was almost crazy. I was like, am I am I in the twilight zone? Am I d- dreaming? Like what's happening here? But the reality was there was a shift from achieve to receive because when I was in that space previously, it was like, I'm doing work I know how to do. I'm good at it. I'm going to do more of it. I'm going to charge for it. It's going to go well. And I'm going to look at what the market wants, and I'm going to react based on what the market wants. And the shift was to, I don't care what the market wants. I know what I'm called to do. I know the imprint I'm being called to make on this world. I'm going to go for that. And it changed everything. But the key is, what are you doing to plan to receive? Okay, this is a piece people forget. So when I made that shift, I had to then catch up with the opportunities that were coming, catch up with how I was feeling and how I was elevating. So in addition to stepping into the person who's ready to receive, is your life ready to receive too? Does your calendar allow for the space to receive? Does your your business allow for the ability to receive? So for example, you want that speaking opportunity. Have you become the speaker, right, before the opportunity arises? Or do you have the ability to say yes to the speaking gig because your calendar allows? Or do you know what you would charge? Or have you cultivated and mastered your topic? So are you ready to receive and is your business allowing you to receive? So once you elevate here, the next level starts to happen a little bit more naturally and there's a flow through from believe to achieve to receive and then sustain. Can you hold on to it? That success becomes the foundation for your continued growth and you just know with clarity what to do with that success as you build your legacy. 
it's not an automatic jump from the last category to this one, but it is a little bit easier because you start to gain this momentum, right? So sustainability, holding on to it, making it last. Let's talk about it. When you think of people who won the lottery, why is it that so many of them win this just inordinate amount of money and somehow lose it? Like an amount of money that most people never even get a taste of, they get all of it and then it's gone. They hadn't walked through the pieces of this process. They were not prepared to receive it or sustain it. So they lost it. And the growth they experience is temporary growth. Remember I talked about a little bit earlier of the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. So if you picture a horizontal access line, okay, and you picture, you've probably seen posts on social media or pictures of entrepreneurship looks like this, and it's like a squiggly line going up and down, up and down, up and down. I would challenge that because I don't want just entrepreneurship. I want leadership. I want luminary leadership. I want long-term growth. I want to change into who I'm called to be. So now picture that horizontal line. And instead of the ups, you know, being above the line and then below the line and then above the line a little bit higher and below the line a little bit lower and then just fluctuating, I want to see that horizontal axis gradually go upward, tipping up to the right, right? And as those ups and downs happen, they still happen. There are still peaks above the line and valleys below the line, but the valleys get a little bit higher each time and the peaks get a little bit higher each time going along that axis. That's evidence of the growth. That's evidence of working through this framework. That's evidence of working towards sustain. This is where you step into and really start to embody leadership. It's when you still face plenty of challenges. In fact, new level, new devil, bigger challenges, but it becomes easier to navigate them because of who you are. So the symptoms here encompass a lot of the ones we talked about and received, but we add in even better ones, more flow states. Like you just get in a state of flow and nothing can stop you. I think about, we don't watch TV much in our house. We don't have cable or anything, but we do movie nights on Fridays with the kids. We'll turn a movie on and I could literally, I've tested this theory, stand directly in front of my son flapping my arms like one foot from his face, blocking his view to the TV. And somehow in that moment, he has x-ray vision. I do not exist. And he is locked on that television. That's the level of flow state you can achieve when you are in the sustain category. Clarity and purpose around your work, staying in your lane, like knowing what you're called to do and not feeling distracted by all the shiny objects that pull you in all these different directions because they're great opportunities, but they're not great for you. You're able to deal with conflict without a ton of disruption in your life. You're magnetizing the right people and opportunities. You know what to say yes to and you know what to say no to, right? There's less wasted time. There's more productivity. There's more energy, more creativity, more money, more faith. You're becoming known for what you do and doors are opening fast. So the how. How do you sustain the sustain piece of the puzzle? It's how you frame everything. When I first got out of college, I worked for a global, I think the biggest liquor company and in Boston. And I had a bunch of accounts throughout the city, all the nicest clubs and bars and restaurants. And I was not meant to be an employee. We'll just preface it with this. I wanted to do things my way. I hate being told what to do. 
I want to use my creativity and my gifts and shine my light into the world. And being in a position like that, I felt like I was being suffocated. But then one day came where we were going down to Miami. They were flying us down and we had this big conference. And you know how those company conferences go. Like I was lit up like, oh, this is awesome. And they had all like the music when you walked in the room, they had a DJ and then the speakers were so motivational and it just... I wrapped my brain around it. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to climb this ladder. I'm going to make it happen. I was so excited. And about halfway through the conference, it was a multi-day, my boss was like, hey, Liz, why don't we grab lunch today? I'm like, great. Okay. We're going to talk about all the different ways I'm going to crush this. And we sit down and he's like, you got two options. You can go on a six-month probation where we keep a very close eye on you and you learn to start following directions. We're not paying you for your opinion. Or you go. I was like, wow, those are some options. I was on this high. I was wrapping my brain around this being my path. And then I was presented with those options. And I remember coming home to talk to my mom about it. And I was like, no one puts baby in the corner. I'm not going on probation. Okay. I feel like I'm being punished. I'm out. And my mom was like, what are you going to do? Like, you live in the city. You have an apartment now. You know, you can't just quit your job. Like, reconsider. Think about it. And it was so clear to me that this was the start to my winning streak. Although my mother couldn't see it at the time, (laughs) I knew this was the beginning of something for me. I was elevating in that moment and I was reframing a really crappy situation into what was calling me next. And what was calling me next was not working for somebody else. It was starting something my own. And my very first entrepreneurial vision and venture started in that moment where I went to many of my bars and restaurants and said, I want to market for you. And that's how I got started. Reframe it. Someone in this sustained level sees things through a different lens. They see what's coming next. They look at how they're elevating into that next level. They see that it's awaiting them and they're ready to do anything to get there. There is a small percentage of entrepreneurs, believe it or not, even the really successful ones who break into this full framework, not because it's not available to them or because they can't do it or because they're not ready for it. It's because they're not even aware of it. And without that awareness, how can you grow or evolve into it? So I know this process can sound great, but it may feel esoteric at times. Okay, where do I start? And I get that because I've walked through this enough times with my clients to know that we had to develop an actual framework to get you answers, to get you some direction. So here's my challenge to you. And stay tuned, stay with me here, because I have something for you to take with you to help you in this process. Whether you're using this for yourself, for your family, for your team, for your students, for your clients, yes, you can use this for all of them. I want you to download our BARS framework outline and go through each of the four parts and write out how you will break through to your next step in the process. Go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash bars, B-A-R-S. And maybe you want to use it for something specific like financial growth. We'll use that as an example. Great. Where are you getting stuck in the framework, right? Are you in achieve? Are you struggling with belief? And what do you need to elevate to the next level? Do you have money blocks that come from your childhood and what you witnessed with your parents? Are you just not structurally equipped in your business to grow past where you are, depending on the answer, you can determine what should be prioritized so that you can break through and then assign yourself the necessary work. Is it the help of a therapist to get get over those blocks? Is it 
more team to free you up and nurture the needle moving relationships that are going to help you grow financially? Is it the white space to get creative and figure out what's next? Sign it and then screenshot that homework and share it with us. Tag me at Eliz Hartkey. I love seeing this stuff. But make sure you go on over to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash bars and you can use this framework. Use it with your kids, right? We're, we're here to elevate the next generation of leadership too. Test it out with them. Test it out within your team or for yourself. Everybody has the opportunity to break through to their next level and it's awaiting you. Get after it. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our Luminary of the Week drawing, then comment, save, and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.